0: The power of agreement. We have been talking about New Covenant or New Testament faith. The faith of the New Covenant believer. It is a faith that relies on the faith of Jesus. It lives from his faith. It is a faith, Bible faith now, is a faith that is in birth. By God. Now we've seen this throughout scripture. We have taken on several subtopics and today let's talk about removing the guilt. Will you say that? Removing Removing. the guilt. guilt. Now in weeks past we have spoken by the unction of Holy Spirit that there are a lot of individuals who cannot receive or who are not able to To receive what's theirs because of a guilty conscience, a conscience that has been condemned. And one of the things we have to realize is that if you're going to receive heaven's blessings, there has to be an agreement. You have to see yourself in light of how God sees you. You have to say the same thing about yourselves as God says about you. To do otherwise is not to be in agreement. And as much as God loves you, as much as he desires you to have what's promised to you, God only, he's only bound by his word. He's bound by the agreement, the covenant that he made with himself. So he is not going to violate his word because you are a morally good person. That's good, but I have to come into agreement with the word of God. And most oftentimes, again, we've stated that guilt, condemnation, and misinformation has been somewhat a stumbling block for many in the fact that they have not been able to receive from God because there is a blockage based upon how they view themselves. Now, I'm going to say it again. We've been here by design. If you've been made to believe a certain way for literally all your life to your present life, present day, and if those thoughts contradict or oppose the Word of God, it's going to take more than three or four 40 minute teachings. On this subject, there has to be a continuation of hearing the word of God whereby it could break up the wrong thinking, the wrong beliefs, the wrong ideologies and begin to come into line with the word of God. You got to remember now that we are new creations, we have the mind of Christ. We are to let this mind Be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. In other words, we have to begin to exchange the wrong thinking, our wrong thoughts, our wrong beliefs with the correct beliefs. In other words, we have to begin to think in line with the Word of God. That's coming into harmony, coming coming into agreement with the Word of God. And unfortunately, uh, parents, teachers. Uh, Our uh, peers, (laughs) preachers, have stimulated or have assisted, rather, in those individuals feeling guilty. Ooh, let's look at this. Hebrews 10, 23. Are you guys here? Hebrews 10, 23. And and let me do this real quick. Uh, And and we've been expanding our viewership and there are people logging in each week. Just Just to acknowledge you, we thank you for tuning in from the Republic of Congo, Johannesburg, South Africa, Kingston, Kingston, Jamaica, Puerto Rico, we thank you for tuning in today. And we say again, we greet you in the strong and mighty name of Jesus. Now, listen, uh, let's begin Hebrews 10, 23. Are you ready? Let's read. And and I'll give you a little bit more today. But we already know uh, as to why the writer is writing to the believers here So let me jump right into this particular verse. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, without wavering, without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Now, by now, you should know how to articulate or define this word profession. It is the Greek word homologia, which simply means or connotes agreement, confession, to say the same. To say together. It means to speak to a conclusion, to rate, to lay, to rest. Will you declare that to speak? to a conclusion. To lay, to rest. It also connotes a conclusion embraced by common confession or profession or affirmation. That is, to say, the same thing God has declared relative to your situation, your circumstances, your person, or whatever it is that you're dealing with. Are, are you declaring the same thing that God has said? Because the only way you're going to get what he has promised is to come into line with what he has said. That's why it's so vitally important that you live a life, watch this, where you are Constantly hearing the words of faith, not just hearing, but declaring those rhema words. Now, we've already ascertained us for that the just shall live by his faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. Or literally, we walk by his in-birth persuasion, not by sight. We have we walk by faith. So it, it, just just let me insert this here. There's never a time when the believer should not be in faith. Why? Because we live that word walk. It literally means live. So we live from a place of his in birth persuasion. In order for me to do that successfully I have to constantly hear and speak the word of God. Boy, I wish Homologia. Now, again, this word refers to a collective. Some way, someone say collective. collective, collective agreement of believers. Now, about what God loves and God hates, and they have the courage or the conviction to proclaim it and live it out. <laughs> now, as I've been stating in times past this word agreement notice it has a it refers to a collective agreement of believers watch this who agree with the thing god agrees with and disagrees with what he disagrees with they love what he loves they hate what he hates so having said that this is in no wise a uh, dealing or talking about antinomianism or living lawlessly or living without any type of guide. If you are in agreement with God, you, you, you are going to purpose to do what he has instructed you to do. So he, he, listen, even when you miss it, th- th- you get up with the mentality that my purpose Come on, Come on. is to love what he loves and to hate what he hates. So, in other words, if there is a wrong done, you're going to do the right thing because you love what he loves and you hate what he hates. So, again, this is not saying that you live lawlessly. And some have been afraid to teach the truth because they are afraid that if I tell them the truth, they're going to live any kind of way. No, it's the exact opposite. If I tell them the truth and they get this in them, they're going to actually want to live. The right way. Why? Because there is a freedom who the sun sets free is free indeed. So we're talking about removing the guilt because this is important. If we're going to start moving into the area of how faith works. It's not going to work for the individual whose beliefs are blocking the truth. So I need to break up the wrong thinking in order to receive the right thinking or the right believing. Now, the the word guilt uh, simply means, in the Greek, it's one who is held by anything so that he cannot escape. It's to be bound. One who feels like they're under obligation, subject to. And, and uh, uh, even today, you know, I mentioned last week how preachers have been guilty to, on, on one end, preach the freedom in Christ, and out of the same mouth, preach them right back into bondage. If you listen to a lot of messages, it's reminding people of who they used to be. It's still condemning people. Listen, once you are a born-again believer, you're not a... Listen, you used to be a sinner. You're not some old wretched sinner anymore. No, I am a child of covenant. I am a child of the Most High God. So quit declaring, I'm just some, some old sinner. Yet yeah, you have been saved by grace. So now that you are a new creation in Christ, you declare who you are now. But a lot of teaching is, is focusing on, you're doing this and everything is, is pointing out the wrong, and as long as you are pointing out the wrong, they're gonna ever try to measure up, never measure up, and remain guilty. I'll give you an example. Th- that's why guilt is is always attached to feelings related to the past. It's always attached to feelings related to the past. Again, some can't receive now because of what they did, what they're still being reminded of. And what guilt does, it takes you away from the present and again, back into the past. And it takes you back to the past in an attempt to reform the past. Listen, you can't reform the past. What you can do is forget the past. (laughs) there's nothing you can do about what you did seven years ago, three years ago, a week ago. Now, can I learn from it? Absolutely. Can you go back and fix it? Absolutely not. Now, I can forget it. Are you here? So people, they'll go back into those memories of the past. Watch this. In an effort to remake it, They try to go back and remake it in order to not feel guilty, but you can't remake it And if we really look at it We can see how many developed a Guilty conscience Again teachers parents Our compatriots, our even spiritual leaders, pastors, bishops, apostles, teachers. Prime example. Again, notice earlier I said they have facilitated in the stimuli of individuals feeling guilty. If you don't straighten up, God's going to get you. A child mess up. You know what I'm going to do if you do that? Are you here? So so don't everything is a reminder. So so what comes to your mind is, oh, if I mess up, trouble's coming. So you start feeling what? Guilty and condemned. And some even look at you a certain way, and you already start feeling condemned. Now, if I love what God loves and hates what he hates, if, if there's a wrong done, because he is a God who loves us unconditionally. You're going to love unconditionally. So you're not going to seek. See, unconditional love doesn't seek a response. It loves because that's what it does. So watch this. Uh, again, if there's a wrong done, because, you know, we, we, we'll, Paul makes mention of a godly sorrow or repentance. But it, that type of sorrow he's making reference of leads to salvation. Are you with me? So so if there's a wrong done because I love what God loves because I'm in agreement with his word, you, you're not going to have the mindset when he come to me, when she come to me, then I'm going to go to them. No, because I love what God loves and hate what is hate. Sister, do you know what? Listen, I in, in Holy Spirit, will convict you know why? Because we seen last week that he uses his word to correct you, to discipline you. So he'll give you scripture. And since I love what he loves, I'm going to go to my brother. I'm going to my sister. I'm going to do. Are you with me? So. So watch this. They'll say things like if you keep doing that, you're living this way, you're living that way. So the person automatically assumes that, man, if I do that, then God's going to. So guess what? They feel guilty. So, so, so what do you do? And I've seen people do this. What do you do? We've all done it. Well, I have years ago when I didn't know the truth of God's word. You try harder. At least that's what you do at first. You start trying harder. Who, who, who remembers saying this? Lord, if you get me out, I never, I never do it again. See, that's that guilt. Lord, Lord if, you, if you do Lord, i never. And you've probably done it more times since then than you can remember. <laughs> Are you here? But every time, every it, it never ceased to amaze me. See, that again, that puts you back under how they were under the old covenant. It was a law based upon, it was a justification based upon keeping. Whereas this new covenant again, the just, justification comes by speaking. So every time, you set up a new standard that arises out of guilt, it just gives you something more to feel guilty about. Why? Because the harder you try, you only realize that I still cannot measure up. Wow. Are you here? This is what the writer It's talking about here in Hebrews. There were believers who were feeling guilty because the Judaizers were trying to. Now, you got to remember, a lot of these people were Judaizers. They were coming out from that old covenant way of living, and they were feeling guilty because there were those of the old mindset saying to them that if you don't go by way of Moses, you are not justified. You are not right. Just like much today, you got a lot of the the old school saints or young school saints who don't want to renew their mind. And all they remember is how they were taught or used. And and if you don't do this, then you're not this. If you don't wear that, then, you know, if you don't look like. So the writer of Hebrews, he lets them know that the Mosaic covenant has been fulfilled in Christ. If you remember in Matthew 5, 17, Jesus says this. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but what? To fulfill them. So the writer, he reminds them of this new covenant agreement. In the same book, chapter, uh, Hebrews 8, 13. By calling this new covenant, he has made the first one obsolete. Let me show you something. God called this what? New agreement. New agreement. Y'all talk to me. New agreement. So he has made the first agreement what? Old. And anything that is old and useless is ready to disappear. So hey, watch this. As new covenant believers, this is what he's saying. As new covenant believers, you no longer need to follow the old covenant regulations. Why? Because they have been replaced. We now have a better covenant with a better sacrifice administered by a better high priest. Talking about Jesus. And he spends much of his time in the first 10 chapters cementing this, that Jesus is better than, higher than angels. He's better than the old type of, of the old covenant priest. He is more superior. So he he was establishing this. Are you here? That, that's why, and I'm not getting into it that, this week, but that's why when he establishes all of that, watch this, he gets to chapter 11, and he says, now! Hold up. See, we say now faith. No, now! On, faith <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I guess I get, I'm getting into what I was study study weeks ago. So after he lays this foundation, he says, now, that's like me talking, to now, <laughs> faith, then he goes into talking about, but I don't want to get into that agreement part because I get into next week's message. So, now, you, you see, beloved, this is so vitally important. When you say this, I am, I am the beloved of God. Beloved of God. I have I been, forgiven. been forgiven. See, you, you have to believe that. Because, listen, man, once you get this guilt, this guilty conscience out of the way, it, it, it opens up a whole new way of living. It, listen to people. Here's what we should be doing. Matter of fact, once you receive Christ as your Savior and Lord, that believer, I don't need to keep, you don't need to keep preaching to me about how sinful I, I am no longer a sinner. Tell me now how righteous I am. No, Why? Because any man be in Christ is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So if I am a new creation... Tell me about the new creation reality as a new covenant believer. Don't tell me about what I used to do because I am no longer he. So people are still being preached about the sin nature and they live in a state of condemnation and guilt. Are you here? Let me, listen. Listen. <laughs> We've been reading Hebrews, what, 10 23. Let's look at verse 19 through 22. that even help us establish why he's saying, now you got to hold fast to your profession. Are you here? And l- listen, just think about it. You went to your pastor or whatever. Well, you ain't got to do that. You, <laughs> they get up and, and preach to you. And everything God's not going to do if you're living this way. God's not going to... If you keep doing that, then watch what's going to happen. See, and in, in the, what they're doing, they're preaching guilt again and condemnation. Keep living that way and see what's going to happen. See, so somebody coming at you that way if your mind is renewed what' you going to think something what bad Again trying to measure up to qualify and it's not based upon what you do but if you agree with him you will do what you're supposed to do are you here? are you guys here? Let's begin at verse 19 and so Brothers and sisters, we are completely free to enter the most holy place. We can do this without fear because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Excuse me, because of the sacrifice, because of the blood sacrifice of Jesus. We enter through a new way that Jesus opened for us, that he opened. It is a living way that leads through the curtain, Christ's body. And he No, and we have a great priest who rules the house of God. Look at verse 22. Sprinkled with the blood of Christ, our hearts have been made free from a guilty. Why are you still feeling guilty when your heart, your mind has been made free from a guilty conscience? Are you here? Why are you still thinking that you don't make, listen, you are never qualified. You are never measure up on your own. That's why you have to receive and live from his faith. And if you live from his faith, no matter how bad you are, you know I'm still good in his eyes. Sprinkled with the blood of Christ, our hearts have been made free from guilty. From a guilty conscience, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. So come near to God with. See, p- people are not coming to God with the. See, the sincere heart is knowing, Lord, I have qualified based upon what Jesus did. Nothing I've done qualifies me, but I'm coming to you on the basis of the blood of Jesus. And when you do that, man, you know that He sees you pure, holy, blameless. Above reproach, help me out. There you go. See, it's in when it's in you. You can help your pastor. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Come on now. Are you here? Lord. Yeah. You, Lord. So let us come near God with a sincere heart, full of what? See, confidence because of our faith in who? Christ. Christ. See, I can go in confidence, not because. See. Again, when you're trying to qualify, you, you become self-righteous. And you think it's about how often you do a whole bunch of... Hey girl, what you doing? You, you know I'm in my Bible. That's great. That's great. But most oftentimes times it's coming from a place of guilt because if I, if I don't do this X minute, hours today, then I'm, I don't qualify. If I don't fast every Tuesday... I don't qualify are you here if I don't do this all day every day I don't qualify and you never measure up those things are good but those things don't make you righteous If I wear this, your righteousness is not based upon your head covered in a gown down to your feet. Come on now. Are you here? Then he goes to say, So come near to God with a sincere heart, full of confidence. Why? B- based on our faith in Jesus. Then he says, Let us hold fast to the profession of our agreement. You say, Hold fast. I can come to him now with a clear conscience based on what Jesus did. I'm holding fast to that. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hebrews 1 and 3. Amplify. Let me show you something. Are you here? So, 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 so just, just, hey, hey, even listen to some of your friends. That's why if, if you mess up, I thought you were saved. See what they're trying to do? Put that guilt on you. If you saved, you wouldn't be doing that. Some of y'all can't even like, oh, Holy Spirit. Some of y'all can't even like your friend's post because you see them out on the town with a wine bottle in their hand. But, but, but you, you're afraid to like it because, it because of that guilt and condemnation that has been preached over you. Am I saying, am I telling you to go out and drink? No. But, but you are not God. And I know that we are maturing and being perfected day by day. But see, that, that's that what you've been taught. That, that if you do this, if you do that, and if you do that, you don't qualify. Have you, have you ever thought about where perhaps he's not being taught what I've been taught? Have you been taught, and perhaps maybe you liking some of your friends that maybe you think aren't saved or you think don't qualify. Perhaps that'll drive them closer to the Lord because now they have somebody else who is a believer letting them know that I'm right. Not because I do a bunch of do's and don'ts but because I believe that what Jesus did, and if you got a problem with whatever I do, pray for me is what you can do. Remind me how righteous I am. Tell me who I am in God. You want your relationship to get better? Tell your wife who she is in God. Remind him of who he is. Let me close. Hebrews, See, this kind of preaching, it, 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 p- people, they, they think you're teaching lawlessness. Absolutely. That's the furthest thing from what I'm seeing. And my point is, why you condemning the man with the cigar, what about the things that we're working on? That's the point. Let him without fault. See? It's all the rock throwing without taking into consideration the things that we cry privately to the Lord about that many haven't gotten over because of the guilt conscious. But if you realize that, man, the more I try, the more I'm going to do this. If you just let that go and give it to Jesus, you'll walk out of that thing today. Hebrews 1 and 3. Amplified: The sun is the radiance and only expression of the glory of of our awesome God, reflecting Shekinah glory, the light being the brilliant light of divine, and the exact representation and perfect imprint of His Father's essence, and upholding and maintaining and propelling all things, the entire physical and spiritual universe by His powerful words. By His powerful word. watch this, carrying the universe. Along to its predetermined goal. When he himself and no other. See, nobody else can do this. That's why the Bible declares that salvation cannot be found in no other name. One translation says, no other person. And that's what puts the stamp on Christianity. What that Jesus got up and ascended and who seated. When he himself and no other and by offering himself on the cross as a sacrifice, what? For sin. Watch this. Accomplished purification from sins and established our freedom from guilt. guilt. Jesus established Your freedom from guilt. So again, what you just start coming into agreement, what he established, that'll open the door for you to receive what's yours, even with crooked feet. Again, the guilt-conscious person I'll go back to you telling people to live any kind of way. You're not hearing nothing I'm saying if that's your thinking. Accomplish purification from our sins and establish our freedom from guilt. He sat down revealing his completed work at the right hand of the majesty on high, revealing his divine authority. Do you see this? Sit down. Sit down. Set. He sat down. Now why don't you sit down? How do I sit down? By laying it to rest and coming into agreement. (laughs) Sit on that. Let me close with this verse, Romans 8, 1. Romans 8, 1. When you look at the I, I like how it's written here because when you look at the original Greek manuscript and that which is closer to the Greek, this is how this verse is read. Okay? There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Period. We always read the other version, who don't walk according to the flesh, but after the Spirit. That's not in the original text. The original reads, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ, period. (laughs) Now, study says this, that scribes were motivated to add such qualifications. Uh, Show me the New King James Version. Let me show you this. Let me show you what study suggests scribes did. Watch this. See, the, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to where it starts, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit, that's not in the original text. So the, the study suggests, and, and do your research. Study suggests that scribes were motivated, listen to this, to add such qualifications. Listen, to add qualify there you go, trying to qualify. To insulate, what do you mean? To sequester or cover or isolate Paul's gospel, watch this, from charges that it was characterized too much by grace. Y'all not even hear what I'm saying. Scribes added this to cover up or to somewhat insulate Paul's gospel Why? Because people, this cannot be, the gospel cannot be this good. It cannot be this easy. We have to insert something to still make people qualify. Notice it was motivated to add this to insulate, to cover, because people were charging Paul that were coming against him, saying man that you were saying that people can live any kind of way that 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 that, that, that there is no moral standard there's no 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 th- that that wasn't the Paul wasn't teaching anything close to that Paul was actually teaching the liberation or the gospel message yes. which is to set individuals free on, are you here? are you here yes, sir. Right. so how? Can I remove this guilt? You remove it by saying what God has said about your righteousness. You say what God has said about you as a new covenant believer. Romans 10, 17 says this. So then, faith comes by hearing. That in-birth persuasion, those beliefs, those convictions, they come <clears throat> by hearing. And what? Hearing by the word of God. So faith, most times we read that, we just say faith comes by hearing. No, no, no. You're, you deceive yourself when you hear only. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the spoken word. That word word here is the Greek word rhema. It's a thing declared. It's a thing spoken. Watch this. And the hearing is consummated through, watch this, the spoken or the rhema word or God's divine inbirth persuasion. So faith comes by hearing, watch this, and hearing by the living or life-altering, life-changing word of God. Watch this. In other words, when it says it's brought to consummation, when you hear it, what brings that thing to a state of perfection or fulfillment or agreement is to say what you hear or what you have heard relative to the word. So watch it. In other words, I'm not in agreement with God until I say what he has said. So when I declare what he has said, we, I, now that thing is brought to fulfillment. Or I am now in agreement, and I have what he has promised me. So you remove it by declaring back to God, by, de, by reminding God what he has said about you. Now let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise.